Hi, I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And And you're you're listening to Decom Mission. Ethan and I both work from home. And we've been doing this thing now where we watch really cruddy movies or what we expect to be a really cruddy movie while we work. Because, like, it's easier to work when you're watching something something that's not super entertaining. Just, yeah, something background that you can just kind of look up at every so often and go, oh, my God. And it's been it's been pretty fun so far. Uh, We've had some really, really big duds, though. Uh, The bigger the dud, the better it is, though, right? Oh, God. There. We've watched what were the top three worst ones we've watched so far. I'm trying to think of a third one that was really bad. Do you just stream them on like Hulu or Netflix? Or yeah, something? we just went through like HBO Max and Netflix and Hulu and uh, Amazon Prime and stuff. Let me tell you though, trying to find just an overall list of movies on Netflix is a nightmare. Yeah, you have to either go by Netflix genre. is the worst streaming platform. I said it, and I don't feel bad about it. Which one? Netflix. Oh, yeah. It's losing. I was going to say, I was, I was going to be surprised if you said anything except for Netflix. I don't like Netflix. It's driving me crazy for so many reasons that I won't get into on this podcast. <laughs> Meow. Okay. <So laughs> Let me try and think of all the movies that we've watched. We've watched Joe versus the Volcano, Baby Boom, Hanging Up. Those are three are the worst so far. Or are yes, these, like anime. Okay, they're okay. all live action. I will go into detail about those three. Getting okay. even with Dad, which is a Macaulay Culkin Ted Danson movie that is basically just what if Home Alone the kid worked with the criminals. It could be worse, and it's the same actor. It's, yeah. Wow, that's really cool. <laughs> I'm. I feel like I may have seen that one before. It's not so bad. It's got some moments. The House Sitter with Goldie Hawn and Steve Martin, which is fine. Um. Oh my god. I can't remember, like, anything. We've watched so many. <laughs> uh, My Best Friend is a Vampire, which is, like, a 1988 on the nice. with Robert Sean Leonard, who people probably know from, like, House and uh, Captain My Captain, Dead Poet Society. Uh, yeah. Man, it's been a while since I watched that movie. I kind of forgot about it. I just remember watching it in school for like a week straight. Yeah, I remember we'd watch that too. It in like How long is that chunks. actual movie? Long. It's like I two have and a half movie. hours. I think I have that one sitting right next to me. Let me double check on my VHS tape. Today we watched My Super Ex-Girlfriend and Meatballs. Two hours and eight minutes. It's not too bad. And yeah. But the worst movies so far were Hanging Up. It was the worst. It's awful. It's so boring. It's least. Oh, we watched Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion because I was like, ah, I watched this a bunch as a kid. Oh, it's man, so I good. That. It's I used to love so that movie good. back no, in high school when I watched it. It's but really it's fun. Forever. It's okay, so fun. Okay, I need to find it. Where did you watch that one? HBO Max, I'm pretty sure. I... Ah, gosh, all the good ones are on platforms I don't have. Sarah, my but dad every time has you HBO tell me <laughs> Maybe this weekend I'll remember to get the info from him. Yeah. Or I could just message him, like a yeah. normal person. Uh, it's really fun. It's got some moments that obviously don't hold up because it's from, like, 1997 or whatever. But I used to watch that, like, all the time on TV. Like, it was one of those movies where, like, my sister, anytime she saw it on TV, she'd be like, we're watching Romeo and Michelle. And so I've seen the end of that movie so many times. And I think this was the first time I've ever actually seen it all the way through. Slash even seen the beginning of that movie. 
Yeah. And I love it. And you I and no me shame. if we went back to a high school reunion, even though we were in different graduating classes. Yeah. I invented post-its. <laughs> anyway. Um, but Hanging Up is a movie with Lisa Kudrow, which is why I remembered that we watched uh, Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion, because she's in that. Uh, Lisa Kudrow, Diane Keaton, and Meg Ryan... And it's all about all right. their relationship with their dad who's dying, but they don't really care about him. And he's kind of a piece of crap anyway. And Diane Keaton's character is really famous and conceited. And it's just, it's so bad. And it's so contrived. And it's by Nora and Delia Efron. And it's just such a disappointment. Oh, God, it's it's so boring. <laughs> I was oh. just going to say, oh, maybe I should check it out. The plot sounds interesting, no, but it's awful. I don't know if I could make it through. I thought it was, I was like, okay, this could be interesting. Also, Meg Ryan's hair is really bad. She's and had some interesting hair over the years, so I feel like. Bad. I mean, I don't know her too too well, but from the movies I've seen her in, she's got some interesting hairstyles. Yeah. And then another Diane Keaton movie was Baby Boom, which was from like 80 something as well. And it's all about Diane Keaton, whose big business lady gets... Uh, a baby given to her by her dead relatives and then she has to decide if she's going to keep the baby or be a big businesswoman and then she decides to keep the baby and then she leaves big and business. be a big businesswoman. But, <laughs> but then she goes back to business by making applesauce in her new Vermont home with baby and then she goes oh. back to her old business and they're like, we want to buy you and she's like, no, I did this on myself and basically I we read a review on Letterboxd which is what Ethan uses to kind of keep track of movies and how he feels about them and yeah. one of them was like, this isn't a feminist movie. This is just a pro-capitalism movie. And it's like, yeah. you know what? It is a pro-capitalism <laughs> movie. And we all know how I feel about capitalism. I don't yeah, like, she loves it. <laughs> don't like capitalism. And then the last movie, Ethan and I have very differing opinions on. The last movie that I said was the worst that we've seen is uh, Joe vs. the Volcano. Joe vs. the Volcano. Just from the name, I can already tell where this is going. I feel like. Joe vs. the Volcano is a Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks movie. Which they oh, made so okay. many movies together. There are parts of that movie that are really good. There are also parts of that movie that make me absolutely infuriated. And it's just, it's a play, because it's by John Patrick Shantley, so like it's very much written by a playwright. He was a playwright. He wrote Doubt and some other stuff. And it just feels very theatrical, but like kind of in the way that I don't like about theater, yeah. where it's like trying to be super heady and give you all sorts of different things. But the one thing about that movie that I do really like and I'm mad there isn't more of is that Meg Ryan plays three characters and one of her characters is ridiculously over the top with like a terrible accent. And she's <laughs> there's a part <laughs> where they're like in a car and they had to do ADR and he's like, wow, I've never been to Los Angeles before. And she's like, oh, my God, you've never been to Los Angeles. That's <laughs> amazing. Oh my gosh. And Ethan was like, she can't decide if she wants to, like, whisper or yell because she's, like, in a booth recording ADR. <laughs> so they're, like, part... I would make, like, my own little cut of Joe versus the Volcano. That would be, like, two minutes long. And that the, would be... The important clips. The only entertaining parts of that movie. Just smush them together. Yeah. There's another movie we watched that I can't remember. Any, I can't remember what it was about, but... I can't remember what it was, but it was really boring. But it's been really fun uh, because it's just like it's just fun to not really watch a movie and just kind of pick it up, like pick up pizza. Like I we're watching it enough to get an opinion on it because something I should say, I actually can't watch a movie and just watch a movie. It's really difficult mm -hmm. for me because it's really uh -huh, hard. But like I'm pretty sure I have <laughs> undiagnosed ADHD. 
uh, previously known as ADD, because I have to be multitasking or I lose my mind. So that's why I crochet. That's a, I, I always, I'm always crocheting or knitting or drawing or doing something while I'm watching a movie or TV, because otherwise I will lose my mind. I will fidget. I will, I will get restless leg syndrome, which I hate. What the heck just happened? Oh, uh, yeah, anyway, I'm back. So apparently a hornet followed Ethan home and stung him. So, yay, we love but summer. He's doing okay. He's okay, but uh, I'll need to get through this episode, I guess. So today we're talking about <laughs> Mom's Gonna Date with a Vampire, which is our second movie of our second Halloween season. This movie. And, uh, spoiler, better than last week's. Heck yeah, better than last week's. This movie stars a bunch of Canadian favorites, including Aunt Hilda from Sabrina, Gary Giggles from the Spy Kids movies, uh, Laura Vandervoot, who was... <laughs> I know her from an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, as well as uh, Supergirl in the Smallville series. Uh, uh, oh, so many references to Smallville. <laughs> Weren't we then, watching it and you're like, oh, that's the house from Smallville, even though it, oh, yeah. I don't no, think it really that was, was. Was that? No, that was, was that girl, last week's? That was Girl vs. Monster, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. But, uh, and then the vampire was the Nigel, I think his name was, from The Nanny. Uh, did you Not say Canadian. Craig from Degrassi? Oh, and Craig from Degrassi. Which I Jake actually Epstein. realized. I saw him like, did. that looks like Craig from Degrassi. And I... sure enough, it was. Usually I'm not good at picking up that stuff and Kira's really good at it. I was I too one. I was too busy making a joke about how he looked like young Ralph Macchio, which he does a little bit. Yeah. But oh my god, this movie took came out like two years before he was on Degrassi. The amount of growth that boy did in two years insane. Impressive. Insane. And this was his first movie, right? I think so. It was Gary Giggles' first movie. I'm gonna only refer to him as Gary Giggles. <laughs> uh the performances in this movie were fantastic. I mm-hmm. have to admit, I'm just going to say this now. I'm not going to like rate the movie or anything, but like I had a great time with this movie. I did I've been too. Thinking about I'm, it. I'm happy because this is one of the ones, this and Phantom of the Megaplex, that I'm like, okay, I watched this all the time as a kid and I'm really nervous that it's not going to hold up well, especially being a Halloween movie. But I really liked it. It was fun. It. Yeah. yeah. It, it was paced really well. The performances were fantastic. I think I already said that. But the main kid, Gary Giggles, amazing. Jake Epstein, amazing. Laura Vanderwood didn't really get much to do, but she was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nigel from The Nanny, great. Aunt Hilda, amazing. Always. I love Carolyn Rhea. And it's just, it was it was really good. Even the kid who was like the younger brother who was pretty unnecessary. He was good. Do, do you remember? Weakest... He was eight. <laughs> I'm eight. He said I'm eight like 4,000 times. And Let's then they made really a joke about it at the end where the uh, Dimitri, the vampire, is like, you're eight or said something like that. Or yeah, maybe the mom said, oh, so... you're eight. And he's like, I'm eight and a half. I'm like, oh, oh now yeah. you're eight and a half and not eight. He was totally unnecessary except that he got the vampire hunter to help them. But it was he was unnecessary in my opinion. But it was fun. It was way better than Girl vs. Monster. It yes. was... It, I've been thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, that was a good one. Like, that, it was, it wasn't mind-blowing. It wasn't like it was the most amazing movie we've ever seen. But it was just what you want out of yeah, a DCOM Halloween those, movie. Like, early 2000s, late 90s DCOMs that just have that charm. 
to it where yeah. it's not overly complex. It's just entertaining for what it is. and Nice and campy. There's not so many special effects they're trying to do that it looks ridiculous. Like the There were walking, a couple. The, the, the one where Dimitri, like... Starts turns walking up the bat. side of a wall, which is oh, a that, vivid memory yeah. that I have. And when he turns into a vampire. And Not turns the into bat. <laughs> when he turns into a giant, huge bat. That was so yes. scary. Yeah. I will say this was but also a good one. But it could have been worse for, what, 2000? Yeah. Well, this was also a good one for sibling relationships. It was like a really realistic look at how siblings interact. Mm-hmm. As opposed to... Some of the other movies where it's, like, really ridiculous. It's like, this wouldn't happen. For example, the Even Stevens movie. Uh, And it's just... It was nice. It was nice in that regard. It was also really nice to see family dynamics where, like, the dad moved on and got remarried. And now the mom... We're going to show how her life progresses, and she's going on dating, even though it's a vampire. (laughs) But it's really nice to see that aspect of it, No, dad, in this movie... Um, okay, so the big blurb of this movie, it's TVPG, because of course it is, because it's Halloween. This one I can, like, kind of get behind the PG rating a little bit more. Girl versus Monster wasn't scary at all. Right. Uh, and Dimitri turns into a bat. It's scary. It's scary. Uh, it's from 2000. It's an hour 23 comedy fantasy. Sure. Uh, Okay, so the Hanson kids have big plans for tonight. The only problem is they're grounded, so they'll do whatever it takes to get their mom out of the house, even if it means setting her up on a date with a vampire. Looking at ads in the newspaper and emailing strangers. Email that stranger. Uh, Before Tinder, they had the newspaper. I remember those because they were right next to the comics, which it was like Ugh, the front remember. page of the comics was right next to the TV guide and the As back say, page of the comics TV was actually classified. I remember movie theater listings for mm-hmm. their show times, but I never saw the dating stuff. Probably because I wasn't looking for it. I just thought it was fascinating. I don't know. I just think communication is fascinating in general. Yeah. What's the mini blurb? Mini blurb. It's just two kids set up their mom on a date with a vampire. So basically the name of the movie. To the point, yeah. Plus two kids. Um, what? Oh, so this movie starts out with Gary Giggles watching a movie on TV that's basically Dracula ripoff. And mm-hmm. it's called something about Count Krelsky. And I'm yeah. like, who, who, who okayed the name Krelsky? Krelsky. <laughs> Because that is not, that doesn't put any fear into my heart at all. <laughs> right. Especially as someone who's Polish or like Eastern European, and it's just like putting a ski, unless it's like blood ski, which still sounds <laughs> stupid. So I was like, Krelski? Really? That's what we're going to go with? Yeah. They definitely could have picked something that was a little spookier. Yeah. But maybe there was some meaning behind it. Maybe someone worked on the movie and they're like, you must use my last name. In loving memory of Jeff Krelsky. <laughs> there we go. Um, I don't want to ruin too much of this movie because it's it does have some really fun parts. But basically what happens is uh, there's three kids, an oldest sister, middle brother, and a younger brother. And the two older kids get grounded for reasons I don't remember. Oh, because uh, Gary Giggles did, didn't do his homework and then the sister made fun of him and whatever. So 
they decide they want to set their mom up on a date because they have plans that Saturday night and they can't be grounded. Gary's going to go see a band and the girl one is going to go on a date with on Peter. A date, with, date with Peter, yeah. I almost said Robert. She has Same a thing. cell phone. It's 2000 and she has a cell phone. Like yeah, that's, that's, inc- that's crazy to me. Yeah. It was hard for me to get a cell phone in 2000. Gosh, what was I? I got one in 2007, eight, five. And I was even 13. that was one of those like big old brick ones. I got one in 2005 just because I was doing a lot of stuff. I think I've talked about this, but I I was doing a lot of stuff kind of on my own because I was in the youth orchestra and I was Irish dancing and I was going to Hebrew school and all this stuff. So I might have been 12, but I, I was one of those like really basic flip phones that it had like the number pad and that was it. Yeah. Ugh, remember my old brick phone that would light up red, white, and blue when I got a call? <laughs> I don't remember Did what it looked like. I remember the light, but I don't it, remember what it It was bright red, just like a basic Yes, small, like, I do brick remember phone. that phone now. Oh, man. I remember I had the same phone as one of our friends for a really long time, and I loved that phone. The only thing that was wrong with that phone is that it didn't play videos, because this was like 2008 or nine. And one of our friends got a phone that was like a touchscreen phone that played videos, and we thought it was crazy. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I didn't think... When did I get my first touchscreen phone? I think it was a sophomore in college. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you were in college. Yeah, but I did get an iPod Touch. Yo, you did So if I was connected to Wi-Fi, because when I bought my laptop, I got a free iPod Touch first generation. It's still plugged in in my car. I haven't changed the playlist in many, many years. I still have my iPod Classic. It's got some some good music on there. I used to have one of those... What were they? Nano, but it was like... A small version of the classic. And when I got my new one, yeah. I gave it to Laura and it got stolen from her within like two months. I'm like, man, I really wish I could have kept that little thing. It was so fun and convenient. Nanos were really nice. I never had one because I always had too much music. Um, I needed to have like a giant. I, my mom has so much music on her classic. I, she had like the 256 gig iPod and it was like 200 gigs full. Uh, she's so I always wanted a classic one for all my music it was like it was so thick it was like super thick anyway yeah kids back in the day you had to carry a phone and an ipod (laughs) disc man uh so basically the whole movie is they they find the date for their mom and the little brother is convinced he's a vampire because surprise he saw him turn into a bat right uh justified (laughs) yeah and so they go and they try to prove to the younger brother that he's not a vampire, but then they figure out he is a vampire, so they have to go try and stop him. And that's about half the movie is them trying to stop him. But it's fun. It's good. The only real negative thing that I have about this movie is that there's a part where Gary Giggles basically sells his sister to a guy. Yeah. <laughs> in, like, in exchange oh, for if his you give tickets. me this ticket back, then... You can go on a date with my sister, and then and this guy's like, the and kiss her on the lips. And at first he's like, "No, I won't do that to my sister." And then he ends up doing it, and then she finds out later that he did that. And at least he like felt really bad about yeah, it. Yeah, he felt really bad about it, but it was still like, Ugh. Ugh. so yeah. Uh, let's start with the test of time because I feel like with this one, it's a little more difficult. It holds up, I would say, around 
what Don't Look Under the Bed did, but I haven't looked at what the scores are. But Don't Look Under the Bed had a lot of really cool practical effects. I was thinking along the lines of Don't Look Under the Bed as well, but you're right. That one did have a lot more. Because, like, the monster that that later and the set. around the same year? It was, uh, I believe, the year after. I think Don't Look Under the Bed came out in 1999. But I could be wrong. Why do I always, whenever I think of that movie, I'm like, oh, 2002, 2003. No, it came out way earlier than that. Don't, don't forget what Francis wore that entire movie. She wore, like, That's weird true. vests. Good point. I might rewatch that one this year. I'm going to. We can do it. Okay, I love let's that movie. I'm watching that on Scream Team. I've already decided. They're on my new Halloween list. Uh, let's see. There it is. Don't look under the bed. I gave for Test of Time a 6.5. Which, honestly, I think is a little low, but... It is. The, the Frances looked awful. That whole movie, like, was really hard to look at her. And the guy who played, like, her invisible friend or whatever, he was dressed very 90s. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he was in the Even Stevens movie, also. I didn't comment on that. But... Because I think he was just in Even Stevens. Uh... 6.5. Then I gave the screen to a 6.75, which is crazy that I gave. But, oh, God, Francis looks so bad. I, I, know, I, feel I, like I keep going back. Like, I'm like, I don't, I wasn't going to rank this one at a 6 or a 7. Well, maybe like a 7. But now I'm like, I don't know if I have, don't look under the bed at a 6.75. I don't know if I want to go too much higher than that one. I'm going to give this a 6.5. Two five because yeah. the effects are bad, the performances are great, the story. But that can go into the overall personal ranking. Yeah, the story holds up in regards to time pretty well because I mean she has a cell phone, so there's nothing that really hinders that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's mostly the thing with the classified newspapers. Yeah, because that's really <laughs> rough. Uh, and then the outfits and the hair and stuff. I don't know. I think I, I might just... give this one a seven. I don't know, but then I don't want to do- go higher than don't. Look- okay, I'm gonna do a six, seven, five. Same as don't look under the bed. I give Halloween Town two also a six, t- six point five. <sighs> I'm gonna give this. Oh, a you gave s- that one a six five. Yeah, I know, that's why I said I also gave it a six. Oh, five. I heard six seven five. Oh, I meant to say six five. I could have been. I could have said something wrong. Uh. <sighs> I gave Invisible Sister a 6.5. Uh, uh, are you why did I start higher, with Test of Time? I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to decide if I do want to go a little bit higher than Don't Look at It. But I'm, I'm trying to think objectively. And now that I see that I also have Halloween Town 2 to 6.5, I'm like, oh, do I just give them all a 6.5? And then I also have Invisible Sister a 6.5. The Invisible Sister of 6.5 is negative because it's it shouldn't be that low because it's from, like, 2015. That Yeah, good point. She's thinking hard. For being a movie from 2000, I think this movie looks newer than... Don't look under the bed. And honestly, I think it looks a little bit newer than Halloween Town 2. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a 6.75. Yes, join me at a 6.75. I gave the Scream Team a 6.75, and honestly, the Scream Team's main deficit was that awful-looking fire. 
the fire. So <laughs> I forgot about the fire. It's such maybe, a good movie, and then the fire. Maybe after we watch the Scream Team, and don't look under the bed, I'll come back to this. Yeah, and go, okay, I was just no, gonna say we always have the we always have the wrap up to yeah. change things around. But yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna stay there for now. It might change. Um, for the moral, I wrote down a couple lines, but they don't actually make sense in the moral now that I'm looking at them again. <laughs> I wonder if we wrote down a couple of the same ones. What do uh, you got? I only have two. I only have, that's, it, it's not who you are. It's what, it, that's not who you are. It's what you've done. And that's then. It. I have, I have who you are is what's inside of you. And that's so the next like, one that I had. Is yeah. Who, who you are is what's inside of you. Who said, um. Who said the first one? Was that a Chelsea one, too? Because I feel like Chelsea was pulling up all these philosophical things. I think I think it's either the, the first one was either the mom or Gary. Yeah. I know his name is not Gary. I do not remember what his name in this movie was. The main character? Yes. Adam? His name is Gary. His name is Gary. <laughs> Gary Giggles. Oh, no, his, na- his name is now Gary. His name is Gary Giggles. Um, <laughs> so Chelsea's the one who said... You are what is inside of you. And I think she's like, ah, oh, remember what mom said. And then she said yeah. that. And then later she's like, oh, Adam once told me sometimes you got to try a little if you want things, if you want to keep things together. So she's very good at like pulling Waxing these things philosophical. from. philosophical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> remember when this person said this? I'm trying to think of what the actual moral of this movie now. Because I was like banking on these two. I was like, I already got them. I don't need to go anywhere. These were both set in like the first 30 minutes of this movie. And I was like, yeah. I'm done. I'm set. Yeah. Uh, I think it has something to do like maybe with like don't be so small minded small minded or like, uh, you know, little kids aren't, you can, aren't always wrong. <laughs> so I was going with the love conquers evil theme because at the very beginning they open it up with this, the clip that you oh, talked about. Oh, yeah. With the old Dracula and uh, Count Krowski, the, the, the woman is broken from her trance by true love, and then it turns into this movie. And then at the end of this movie, the mom is broken from Dimitri's trance by the love of her kids. Yeah. So I took that as like they opened it up with like what they wanted the moral to be, and then they built up to like this bigger thing at the end. That's actually that makes a lot of sense, and I agree with you. Yeah. And I think it also makes sense because the siblings work together. And they were all doing it for their mom. And so then I, Van Helsing yeah. fell in love with the mom as well. Because, <laughs> of course, it, of course they had uh, to do that. Oh, God. That Carradine was the worst part of the movie. Uh, we saw it coming. Like, I I mean, I had a hunch just because I've seen it before. But you're like, I think I know where this is going. And I'm like, yup. Yeah. But it worked. It was fine. I, yeah. I wasn't mad about it. It made It was a good through line. It was a good arc. It was complete. Yeah. And I um, think we had something along the lines of love conquers evil for s- one of our other ones. We have something. I think it's like love conquers all. But is that our... That we, no, we have good always conquers evil for return to Halloween town. I think it's just love. It would be like a love conquers all or like true love conquers all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just an umbrella one for Descendants 2. Yeah. Love conquers evil. Yeah. I... I think True Love Conquers All makes a lot of sense. And I want to compare this as a moral to the first Halloween Town movie because it feels very similar of, like, the kids working together or, like, working towards a common goal with their mom on kind of, like, the other side of the goal. And I have that pretty high at 87.7. Not you have it at 7.75. I have it at a 7. 
I kind of, I don't know. I kind of like the way that this movie did it, where they like introduced it at the beginning with a movie and then they worked it right. into their own plot. I really so I thought that, that I had it, it at a 775 and I was like, oh, 775 is perfect. So I, <laughs> I'm probably going to go to 775. And now I'm just looking to see if I have anything at a 775. Oh, I have Descendants 2 at a 775, which, yeah, I think that matches pretty well. And I have the luck of the Irish at a 775. Apparently I'm just doling out 775s. <laughs> I was thinking an eight, so I'm double checking all of mine to see if I have an eight somewhere. And I haven't found one yet, which is kind of weird because I, it's such I'm a seeing s- if I have an eight as well because I'm like, eh, maybe it's just an eight. Apparently Do I, have an I eight? don't, but I did want to give it a little bit above the original Halloween Town movie. I don't just think for, I have just, just for a that flat, little plug. Oh, no, at the I have jump of. in at a flat eight. And you know what? Yeah. I'm going to give it a flat eight as well oh, because starstruck. I have it at an eight. Never mind. That's fine though. Yeah. I think I'm also going to give it an eight because I, I, yeah, I think, I think both those movies, both jump in and this movie have a really good start to finish through line of the moral. And it's yeah. not super in your face. It's like, it's been mentioned and it's kind of obvious that it's going to be there, but it's not like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is what we're doing. It's kind of yeah. like, a, Oh, I mean, okay. I, yeah, I mean, I didn't think about it till the very end. You had been thinking of other morals and then forgot about it. Yeah. So obviously, it's like looking yeah, at a it map. It wasn't in your face. It's like looking at a map at a place you haven't been before, and it's got different paths. But you like you see the one that's like obviously the most efficient, and you're like, oh, okay, so that's where we're gonna go. Yeah. As opposed to like some of these movies where it's like someone gave you a map that they literally highlighted the line that you need to take, and they're like, go here, this one, nothing is impossible. Yeah. Or uh, the last movie we just watched, Face Your Fears. Oh, God. I'm never watching Girl vs. Monster again. That movie was so boring. I wasn't bored once in this movie. Yeah. And it actually went by really quick. I get it's only like an hour and 20 minutes, but still. No, it was paced really, really well. Yeah. It was fun. I liked it. Uh, ranking. I haven't actually thought about ranking too hard. Looking at Don't Look Under the Bed, that I have at a, a B plus. Um, I have... and then I had what did I have Halloween Town two at? I had a B minus. It's definitely better than that. And then I have the Scream Team yeah. at an A minus. Yeah, it's not it's not Scream Team level for me, but no. I think I do like it about the same as Don't Look Under the Bed, maybe a little better. That's what I'm. So maybe I'll do a high well. B plus. Let's see. Don't look under the bed. I have a B plus 76. And B plus goes up f- or from a 75 to 82. Yeah. I was trying to see if I have anything at like an 81 or an 82. And I don't think I do. The highest thing I have is Descendants at an 80. And then I have Descendants 2 and Descendants 3 at an 85 and a 95. Yeah, I have jump in at a 79. I have Alley Cat Strike at an 81. I have Alley Cat Strike at an 81. <laughs> you have Alley Cat Strike at an 85. We, we like really that liked that one. It's kind I of think it's because we watched coded. it together. <laughs> and it was queer coded, and it's better than I'm remembering. It was fun. Uh, but this is better. This is yeah. better than Alley Cat Strike. <laughs> I don't. Maybe I'll have to change my Alley Cat Strike because I don't know if I. What letter grade did I generous. have that at? Where is An it? An A minus. Oh, oh boy. Okay. 
Well, I'm giving uh, this an 82. I'm just giving this a high, uh, the highest B plus because it was fun, and I've been thinking about it afterwards because we watched it on Thursday, and today is Monday, yeah. and it's. I've been looking back on it with really positive thoughts and how I enjoyed it and how I would maybe just add it to my Halloween roster because Yay. it's fun. It's it's campy. It's well-performed. It doesn't try to be anything more than it is. I liked yeah. it. I think I'm going to join you for an 82, the highest of the B pluses. And at the wrap-up, I'll probably tweak my... my... You could just put Alley oh, Cat Strike in an 82 and put this in an 83. I, but I can't do an 83, or unless I want to have this one at an A minus. Well, I'm just saying what you could do is put this at the A minus and that at the B plus. I could. Maybe I should. Should I do it? You can think about it for the for the wrap up. Ugh, I could. Simmer, I'm probably gonna forget simmer. that plan though. Oh, that reminds me. So I put all of the upcoming movies on our list completely forgetting that we have to do a rad dad bad dad oh yeah so most likely i will be uh moving a couple things around um so that will be changing a little bit because we're probably gonna do rad dad bad dad pretty soon after halloween i was just thinking of where we were gonna put that i think that would be a good plan yeah no, I mean, probably not right directly after, because that's a weird jump, but maybe a couple movies into not being Halloween. Yeah. Like, maybe right before we do Camp Rock or something. Yeah, maybe. Something like that. Uh, but I'll, I'll update the I'll update the list. Yeah. I took a minute to decide, and I'm going to put this one, Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire, at an A-83. minus <laughs> I like that I'm, like, simmer for a bit, and you're like, yeah. I simmered for two minutes. I'm fine. <laughs> I like your plan that you gave me, and I'm gonna do it. So I'm gonna. Well, you also have the nostalgia factor for this one. So yeah, I think this deserves the A minus. I was thinking that too, and I'm like, you know what? I do like this one. I'm gonna put it at an A minus. Why not? So yeah, then I will put Alley Cat Strike at an 82, and then see how that feels at the wrap up. Sarah's gonna be up all night going, I regret it. What did I do to <laughs> yeah, Alley Cat Strike? I, I, usually, I usually don't do that before the wrap-up. But I think I do like this one better than Alley Cat Strike. So it's yeah. only fair. Yeah. This is one 85. Of the... Why did I give it an 85? I don't know. This is one of the better Halloween ones we've watched so far. I mean, just looking at the rankings, like, I love the Scream Team and I have my nostalgia for it. But this is possibly better than the Scream Team, in all honesty. I just... Really right. Like Besides, and we'll moral. see. The moral well, will yeah. always be so really high good. up there for Scream Team. Talk about a through line. Ugh. <laughs> this is, yeah. I mean, I think this is my second favorite of the Halloween movies we've watched so far because, obviously, Halloween Town High was the worst because it was racist and gross. Yes, and obviously, Return Halloween to... Town itself, the first one, will always be high in my books. But I think this one's a solid third place. <laughs> well, maybe tie between second and third. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, Halloween Town, Return to Halloween Town uh, is so boring. Halloween and Town 2 is fun. Better, I don't be- better than the third and fourth one. Yeah. I don't mind Halloween Town 2. I like the story of Halloween Town 2 a lot better than Halloween Town 1. Mm-hmm. I just had to rank it lower because as a movie, it is worse for some reason. Don't Look Under the Bed is amazing, but Francis is terrible. So, yeah, I mean, this is definitely, this and the Scream Team are my top two so far. We've still got Phantom of the Megaplex and then uh, 
Twitches and Twitches too, and Zombies and Zombies Which too. I do not watch every year. No. Oh, Sarah man. had Update from last week. It. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did I really say that I watch those every year? And then I re-listened and I said, I, because you had said something like, do you watch Twitches every year? And I'm like, I watch them every year. I and thought I you try- were being I was trying serious. to be sarcastic and Kira took it as not sarcastic. So that's where I the mix up came from. You love autumn and Halloween yes, so much, I just it... assumed. And maybe they will be really good, and I should have watched it. Watched I those do every like year, the Maori twins. Just, it, yeah, so... I do like them. That was just past the year where I was watching it was, decounts yeah. on a regular basis, because it was, what, 2006 or something? Six, five, six. Yeah. Yeah. Watch it be like 2002. Well, isn't there... No, I'm pretty sure it's 2006. Oh. No. I was like, wouldn't we know in the order we're watching them? And then I'm like, no, no we're watching them in alphabetical order. What am I doing? <laughs> I'm not hopeful for Zombies 2. I'm intrigued by Zombies 1. Yes. But I'm not I'm not banking on them being mind-blowing. But I have never seen Phantom of the Megaplex. I've never yeah. seen any we'll of see the how that one here, so. We'll see how that one holds up. Hopefully yeah. the same as Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. We'll see. Yeah. I just want camp. Just give me all I'm the pre- camp. I, from what I remember, that one has camp. And I really hope I'm right. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I just want camp all the time. Um, decom mission for the camp week. All the time. I don't want to camp all the time. I don't like camping. I just like camp. <laughs> I don't like the verb. I love the verb. Look. I get sweaty and gross really easily and i feel like the only way to do anything about it is to wash myself off even if it's just like i a mean quick you could like down. jump in a lake <laughs> and then i'll get covered with lake feeling good point where it's like f- there's like a film over me if i get in water that's like ocean is different because it's like salt water so there's like that salt crust you kind of get on you but that it's like yeah. you're gonna be walking in all this garbage sand anyway so it's fine which i don't that's like true. sand <laughs> When we were younger, like we were camping for a long time without showers. Like, if it was a place with just, just pit toilets, we would go to the the uh, water pump and fill up one of those... I don't even know what they're officially called. It's like a water jug with a spout on the end that we would tie mm-hmm. to a tree to wash our hands. So we would just fill it up, and then, like, someone would hold it over our heads, and we'd just <laughs> wash our hair that way and, like, take showers. So that's how we cleaned ourselves. I went to three summer camps as a kid. Technically, I went to I went to three like stereotypical summer camps. I've talked about them, and then after that, I started going to like string camp because I'm a music nerd, and I loved it. I loved string camp. Went there for multiple years. But the three like kind of regular camps I went to were the Girl Scout camp, uh, <laughs> the Jewish camp, and the Northern Wisconsin camp. Uh, and the Girl Scout camp. I specifically didn't want to go back to for two reasons. And I think I've talked about the first one, which is I wasn't a Girl Scout, so I felt like a poser. I was having imposter syndrome. And the second reason was those showers and toilets were so gross. Like they were, it was like, I'm pretty sure I got a UTI because I never went to the bathroom because they smelled like death and they were covered in like paint and gross grime it was disgusting and then like the other the camp that i went to in the middle which is the like northern wisconsin camp that was like cabins and so it was like those bathrooms weren't great but they were like it was like standalone and then you know it was whatever and then the other one i went to was like really nice 
Yeah. Bathrooms don't freak me out too much. Thankfully, I'm used to them in pit toilets or when I'm hiking and there aren't pit toilets. I wish it was a pit toilet. You go in the middle of a forest, so sometimes I'm thankful for a pit toilet. (laughs) No, honestly, I wish they were pit toilets. They weren't pit toilets. They were regular toilets that were covered in grime and there was... I don't use... I don't use toilet liners. Like, I don't think that they're necessary. Then... They were necessary, necessary. and there was nothing to clean it. Nothing. There was barely even toilet paper. Yeah. (sighs) I just... That's honestly the main reason I don't ever want to go camping, is because I have flashbacks to those toilets. And that smell, I feel like if I just sit here and think about it, I can literally smell it and I'm going to gag and die. Uh, And I got... My mom always said I had, like, sweet blood and stuff because mosquitoes just immediately come to me like i just i get bitten if there's like one mosquito i'll get like 12 bites yeah and it was we were comes back we were in yeah we were in a tent but it was like a tent with like a wooden pallet it was like kind of a cavity tent at girl scout camp and i was just destroyed by bug bites just decimated this the other camps i went to i was also decimated especially the second one but like much worse oh my god i think i got like sick from a bug bite I'm surprised well, I didn't get a tick bite, honestly. Terrifying. Yeah. No, there's a there's a really good reason I didn't go back to that girl's camp. Yeah. I'm a weenie and I totally understand that and I uh I accept it. There yeah. are things that I'm not a weenie about. Uh but camping is one of them. Yeah. I, just I also can't just do listened it. to that that uh there was an episode of a true true crime podcast I listened to where it was those Girl Scout murders where they were at a camp so (laughs) i just like remember i had flashbacks listening to that i'm like oh yeah that one kind of scarred girl scout camping for me yeah (sighs) i just i don't know what it is about the outdoors and myself i think i've just had too many scarring experiences in the outdoors Some people and, well, also just, like, aren't outdoorsy, like, camping people, and that's totally fine. Well, I like... The thing is, I would like hiking if I wasn't asthmatic. Like, if I wasn't dying after, like, two steps because I can't breathe because my lungs are garbage... But might be a lot be more fine. enjoyable. Yeah, might be yeah. fun. <laughs> I also have knee problems. Back and hip problems. problems and back problems. My... I was talking to my uh, ballet instructor because Ethan and I started taking ballet classes because we both want to work on our flexibility and movement. And uh, I was talking to her about Irish dancing and I am not used to landing with bent knees. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, in Irish dancing, you don't land with bent knees. And she's like, are you okay? Like, do you have any yeah, lasting that... problems? And I was like, oh no, my knees are garbage. But like... Yeah. Yeah, so it's, like, something I'm, like, having to reteach myself, and I have no idea how to use my arms when dancing. So, like, she keeps having to, like, remind me to, like, do stuff, like, not to do stuff with my arms, but, like, don't forget your arm has to be out farther. And I'm like, "Uh, but he needs to stay close to me. Yeah, this is what I've been trained to do, is to keep them at my side. Yeah. But I'm enjoying it a lot. And the teacher is fantastic. Uh, I keep seeing signs for the athletic center that's near my apartment, and they're like, ballet classes. I'm like, I should do it. You should do it. Maybe after I'm done with ASL class, I'll look into that. Don't want to have too much stuff in my schedule, otherwise I won't be able to record. My schedule's pretty stuffed, Sarah. (laughs) I do a lot of stuff. She doesn't. 
Kira does lots of things. I don't do anything. I have D&D in this and my ballet class every week. And that's the what only more thing I have need. Yeah, that's a... Uh... And I work, obviously, in my job. <laughs> she Kira does three things with her week. No work. That's all she does. No. I would lose my mind if I didn't have some sort of structure. And money. You know. Who needs it? Who needs money? money? Uh, decommission for this week. Oh. Bring Dimitri back his coffin. (laughs) The best quote of the movie. Bring me back my coffin. So the shot of this was straight on, kind of far away, of Dimitri the vampire standing in an archway, like, hands at his side, just going, bring me back my coffin! (laughs) Amazing. I was just looking at my notes for, like, ah, can any of this stuff be turned into a a decom mission? And I saw that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot about that line. (laughs) Oh, trying to think about it. Uh, listen to some rockabilly music. Oh, yeah, rockabilly. There's some really good rockabilly music mom's a rockabilly singer. Yeah. Well, she was, and then she does it again. Yeah, she it's cool. It back. Yeah, so listen to some rockabilly music. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty rad. Experience something new. Uh, maybe uh, do some karaoke, like rockabilly karaoke. Name. Rockabilly karaoke. There we she go. She do karaoke. She sang with a ba- well, live band. Well, she did sing with a band, but yeah, I feel karaoke. like for most people, it's kind of hard to sing with a band. So sing karaoke. <laughs> Ah, uh, okay. I was, I was like, she didn't sing Ariel. No, she did not. <laughs> the disrespect, Sarah. The disrespect. If you, if, you, if you are able to go and sing with a band, go for it. <laughs> Be safe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so next week is uh, Phantom of the Megaplex. Yeah, hopefully should a good be, one. Should be fun. Should be a good time. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to add, Sarah? <laughs> No, you can go take care of Ethan and his. Oh yeah, I gotta take sting. care of my my stung boyfriend. Twice stung. Twice stung. Twice stung. Once shy. <laughs> <laughs> oh bless his heart! I sure do love him. We were doing this really dumb thing earlier where we were trying to find the weirdest songs to sing in like a really hillbilly accent, and one of them was Black Parade, and it was like we're out. Oh. A young boy. My father took me to the city to see a marching band. band. (laughs) Now, if anyone has any recommendations of weird songs they'd like for me to sing in, or Ethan, I can have him do it in a a weird, like, prospector, as we were calling it, prospector voice. Send them along. Send them to us on Instagram or Facebook or Or email email Yeah, we do. We do like getting emails. We uh, received an email from one of our listeners about the Even Stevens movie. Totally agree with many of the points about how all of the characters are wholly unlikable and how it's really geared to a very small market. And that's probably why Sarah and I didn't like it, because we, in fact, were not young boys. (laughs) We were not the target market, surprisingly. Target market. Target market. Yeah. Uh, So we'll see y'all in uh, the next one. Bye. Bye.